Greetings and welcome to Stamper Cinema. Once again, I am your host. My name is Andrew. And continuing along with our Ted Lasso Season 2 recap series, we are now on Episode 3, entitled Do the Rightest Thing, which is an obvious nod to the Spike Lee masterpiece, Do the Right Thing. For those of the listeners that have never actually seen that movie, I highly recommend going back and revisiting it. It's pretty freaking incredible. I'm a big fan of Do the Right Thing. Speaking of being a big fan, can I add that I am a big fan of this television series or streaming series brought to us by Apple Plus or Apple TV Plus? I love it. I love it. I love it. It's important for me to preface that because I got to tell you, I didn't love this particular episode. Now, don't get me wrong. I think there's a lot of heart There's a lot of things to enjoy. I think Sam completely stole the show, and that's wonderful. He was great, and his story arc I loved. What I didn't completely love was, I don't want to say kind of like corny or clichéic or anything like that, because it's part of what we like about the show, right? It's, It's so positive and so uplifting. Now, what I wasn't a big fan of is... This episode suffered from a lot of the tropes that you saw in television series in the like 80s and 90s sitcom movement, right? Where you've got that precocious kid that comes into the office and instills their their youthful wisdom, right? Now, when it works, it works really well. But when it doesn't work, it I don't know, kind of kind of bothers me, but it's okay because it's a small nitpicky thing, right? In the end. I probably would have given this episode like maybe a C plus B minus to C plus. I mean, there's a lot to enjoy and there were some fun things that definitely happened in it, but that element kind of took me out a little bit, but that's okay. That's okay. Let's first begin by unpacking what this episode essentially is about. Right? So we've got a few different arcs, right? We've got what's going on with Keely. And Keely has kind of like a little side hustle going on where she is working with this new dating app called Banter. And Banter, as best as I understand it, is kind of a a, a Tinder with a heart of gold, right? So it's not just all about sexting dick pics or anything like that. You know, this is designed to instill relationships based on through words and words words only. So she's working on that. Rebecca, her best friend, Sassy, is going to a meeting down in Brighton. So she is trusting Rebecca to watch her 13-year-old kid over the course of the next few days. And Rebecca gets along really well with Nora, but they haven't really connected over, I guess, the past six years or so, because a lot of the relationship that we see between the two of them is Rebecca trying to figure out how to interact with a girl that she hasn't really associated with since she was like six. So... You've got a little, you have a little bit of that. Another side plot is one of our lovable characters on AFC Richmond, Sam. He, if you remember from last week, he got a modeling gig or like spokesperson, spokesmodel gig for AFC Richmond's sponsor, kit sponsor, and that would be Dubai Air. Now, Sam was all proud of it and he shared the image with his parents, only to find out that. The parent company of Dubai Air is Cerithium Oil, and they are doing some shady things in Nigeria, which is Sam's like 
native land, right? So that puts him in a very conflicted perspective that he is essentially just kind of a, a poster boy for a company that is kind of aiding in some corruption in his native land. So that puts him in a very, very tough position. So he goes into the the office of Rebecca and says, hey, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate everything that you do, but I can't in my, in my own conscious allow my image to be used with this likeness while everything is going on. Rebecca and Keeley both incredibly admired that. So Rebecca reached out to the head honcho over at Cerithium Oil and said, hey, no, sorry, we can't do that. Head honcho over there said, okay, I totally get it, but you got to get rid of Sam. Obviously, Rebecca isn't going to get rid of Sam, so that's not really a major conflict. But if you get that idea, there's definitely going to be an issue between Dubai Air and AFC Richmond. I mean, the, the writing is very much on the wall with that. So a lot of tension, a lot of tension going on in this particular episode, but no more so than the return of Jamie Tart back to back to the club, right? If you remember, he joined the team and there was a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of tension with the idea of him coming back into the fold. So this episode picks that up. Now, Jamie, Jamie 2.0, if you will, or Jamie 3.0, I guess I really don't know. He had he had a moment toward the end of last season where he kind of get it, but then he fell again and now he's back. So we'll just call it Jamie 2. Jay's, Jamie season uh, two. He he just wants to be part of the team, right? He wants to be accepted and welcomed back into the club. But he was a jerk to everybody, right? Uh, I think there was a great moment earlier on in the episode where I can't remember who he was talking to, but I forget who he was talking to, but he said, you called me a jaundiced worm in a profile for my hometown newspaper. Oh, Colin, it was Colin who said that. And another player said that you hit on my mom in front of my dad. And we you have this moment where all the players are kind of like talking to Jamie about all the shitty things that he did. So Jamie recognizes that. Yeah, I fucked it up. You know, I, I did a lot of bad things. So he goes to Ted and he go, basically he goes to the um, the Diamond Dogs, if you will, and said he, he thinks he figured out a way that he could he could make it all right. Maybe buying them all PlayStation 5s would do it. And then they say, well, that's kind of like buying affection and that's not really the right way to do it. But anyway, you, you get the idea that Jamie wants to do good. He wants to change his his negative ways. But during a, a practice session on the field, he gets all tackled by the players and they're they're uh, they're not happy. They're not happy that he's there. So he runs into Keeley and says, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. How am I going to fix this? Keely, quite frankly, she's, you know, she's with Roy now. She doesn't need to hear about Jamie Tart complaining about shit. So she sends him off to Dr. Sharon and they have a little moment. But while we're on the subject of Jamie Tart, I have to throw this out. While they were on like the, the practice field, is it just me or is the actor Phil Dunster an actual baller? I mean, the dude, I know you can do some editing and things like that, but it looked... It looked to me that Phil Dunster, he's got some moves. I know that there's obviously uh, parallels from his character into real-life Jack Graylish of Manchester City, formerly of Aston Villa, but it looks like Jamie, uh, rather, it looks like Phil Dunster, who plays Jamie Tart, has some actual moves. So I don't know. I don't know. Something to maybe look into. 
But what we see on that training session is that that um, Ted Lasso has observed something. So he, he he talks to Coach Beer that we gotta we gotta we've got a last resort. We gotta bust out this guy, and this guy is Ted Lasso's alter ego, Led Tasso, who is to borrow a phrase from Seinfeld and Superman, kind of the bizarro Ted Lasso, where everything is good and positive with Ted, everything with Led is negative and bad and angry and. He forces them all to run laps and touch each other's toes and just mass like chaos. But the whole point of Le Tasso is to redirect all that, that negative energy that Jamie is feeling back onto, onto Ted. So pretty sophomoric, obviously, but it's kind of funny and it's cute and everything throughout the episode. So you've got, you've got that going. Of course, Dr. Sharon sees what's going on and she calls him out on that. But to kind of conclude Jamie Tart's arc within within this, he does talk to Dr. Sharon, but now we find a way to bridge the gap when the team are finally playing together. And that is, it's game time, it's match day, and Sam busts over his kit, you know, he puts some black tape over it because he can't show Dubai Air on there. He can't in his in his good graces can't can't do that. He gets a few of his other other uh, black teammates to do the same thing. And you've got this real kind of like tense moment within the dressing room. Is everybody going to do it or is it just going to be these three players that's going to be kind of chaotic? But lo and behold, Jamie Tart steps up and says, "Hey, would you pass me that tape?" And they ask, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Well, we're a team. We all have to wear the same kit." And Everybody comes out to the field and they're all wearing like the black tape on, on their kit. So you've got that, that moment where Jamie Tart is now one of the boys and they, they finally have connected, which is great, which is great. Now, is that Dr. Sharon or is that a little bit of uh, Ted and Led Lasso? It's probably a bit of a hybrid, but Jamie, Jamie is learning a little bit. So he's back in the club. Now, this episode was kind of pivotal because we find out that the, the team is still marred in a never-ending uh, loop of tying. And But in this episode, they don't tie. They don't tie. Unfortunately, they lose. But it breaks the tie. It breaks the tie. So that's essentially what is the overall plot for this film. Now, there are, like I've done in previous mentions, there are a few little call-outs I want to talk about. So. We'll, we'll address the music. We had a little Alanis Morissette to start to start the show. And to close the show, you've got this uh, song from like the early 70s. I butcher the pronunciation all the freaking time, but it's, um, shit, how do you pronounce it? It's Kalala. Is that right? I did it again. I did it again, didn't I? Kala, 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 my friend, which is a song by Amanas. And that song goes back to like the, the the 70s, as far as I recall. I think it's a, a song, but the the album that that's uh, recorded on was entitled Africa. But yeah, that song is called Call of My Friend. Really great. I loved it. I thoroughly enjoyed that. We had a few kind of few pop culture references. I love uh, that Jason Sudeikis and Brendan Hunt and the third writer of the show are really really. I don't want to say obsessed, but they, they they do a great job of calling out some real fun pop culture references. So what did we have? 
Uh, well, in the in the press conference, the first press conference of the film, there is a "Bring It On" reference that that uh, Ted Lasso busts out. So you've got that. You also had a Pat Benatar reference reference in there. You had a Karate Kid with uh, Mr. Miyagi. Still, all all three of those, all three of those were in the, the press conference right there in the beginning. Later on, there was a Chuck E. Cheese reference. So you've got that. Hmm. There might have been something else that I'm that I'm that I'm forgetting. No, no. Ooh, ooh, fun little Easter egg. And I caught this really, really quickly because I don't know if any of you have seen the new Disney film Cruella, but in the movie, which if you haven't, you should. It's it's a lot of fun. But I mentioned this because over the past what 72 hours, I've seen the movie like five times. My three-year-old daughter loves this movie. So, and it's a pandemic. So we we're, we're at the house a lot. So she has a couple of movies on repeat and right now Cruella. So she's like a rainbow, right? By the Rolling Stones. That, that song is used in the movie. Very, there, there's a really good, great scene in the film with that song, but Higgins has that ringtone for, for his wife. I think it was his wife. I don't, I can't remember if, if it was made abundantly clear. But it's just like the little like, bah, 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 bah. like just the the opening jingle for that song, which I thought was great. So, yeah, so I had to call that out because that song had because of freaking Cruella, that song has been in my head nonstop, nonstop. But you had that. What about some things behind the scenes? Right. So we had a return um, of Soccer Saturday with Roy Kent, his new gig doing the pundit thing. And they were talking about Jamie Tart and his him coming back into the fold and they asked uh, uh roy what his thoughts are and one of my one of my favorite quotes of the episode is jimmy tart is a muppet and i hope he dies of a horrible condition of being a little bitch i thought that was great uh roy kent had one of my other lines in the film now i'm paraphrasing it but when he's uh roy and rebecca are walking down the street and rebecca is struggling to find a way to connect with nora Roy basically says that kids, they just want to know that they're, that they, that they're, that they, they want to be a part of your life. And he's like, watch that. And he's like, little idiots. He's like, watch this. He's like, boy, Phoebe, you want to come to my podiatrist appointment later? Speaking of which, by the way, actually, no, I'll come back to that. Uh, I've got something I have to say about podiatry, but anyway, no, he's like, boy, Phoebe, you want to come to my podiatry appointment later? And she, to which she's like, absolutely. So yeah. That's, I thought that was really funny, just talking about any opportunity to talk about podiatry, because that is a natural segue that I myself have visited a, a podiatrist recently for soccer. I had a little tendonitis on my on my right foot. I had to think about that because then like three weeks later, I sprained my left ankle. So for a good couple of weeks, I was limping on both feet, which was rather humorous, both from soccer related issues. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm an even more broken down Roy Kent, except I don't necessarily have his charm, but we both have these, uh, these aching bodies. Right. But speaking of podiatry, can we talk about like how freaking expensive it is to go? Well, it's not really the podiatry that makes it horrible as probably the insurance because I have insurance, but even with insurance, my bill to go see a podiatrist was like 500 bucks, which is freaking, which is freaking crazy. But I love my doctor. She was great. But damn, that insurance company, those insurance companies suck. Like, what's the point of insurance if you still have to pay like 500 bucks like for a doctor visit? But anyway, that's probably something for a different show. What I want to do is I want to take a step back. And I can't remember if I mentioned at the intro, but 
I've taken a little break from doing these recaps, not because I didn't necessarily want to, but I, I, I got tied up doing a few other things. So I do apologize that it's been like four weeks or so, maybe even longer since I did episode two. And at this point, there are several more episodes have already already unfolded. Now, I'm going to be completely honest. I have not seen anything beyond episode three. After we get off, I'm going to do episode four, and then I'll do another another uh, podcast recap, episode five, another podcast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to be doing like this week, basically, you're going to be getting a new Ted Lasso episode recap like every day. The whole point is I want to be caught up by the time like episode like nine rolls around. So anyway, the reason why I bring that up is I've got a few predictions, right? Just based on simple narrative structure, right? So let's first talk about the Dubai Air, right? The the, the sponsorship that's on the kits. So when this episode ends, it doesn't look so good, right? All the players are taped over. Sam doesn't want to be their spoke like their spokes model for the company. So you probably can count on the fact that Dubai Air, if they're not going to have a, a big issue, I don't. Think, let me rephrase that. They're probably not going to have another Dubai Air episode because we've already covered that. So I imagine we're just going to transition completely into a new sponsor, right? That's my prediction. And who is that new sponsor going to be? It's going to be Banter, right? That. The, the new like dating app that that Keely is working on. So I'm pretty sure we're going to see banter as the, 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 um, the new sponsor. And speaking of banter, everybody's using it, right? Like, so you've got uh, Nate who tried it out. He immediately deleted it, but he, he tried it out. And at the end of the episode, we see Rebecca, she's on banter. So another prediction Rebecca is going to find love through the through the banter app. And yeah, so I mean, that that's pretty obvious. My only fear is that, and it's not even really that big of a fear, but it is a fear. My fear is that she's going to find love in the workplace. And as I stated in another episode, that's fine. Comedies always have a tendency to find find love in the workplace, right? Like shit, you look at Cheers or The Office or or friends or well, friends were just friends. But you get the idea. Well, I, th- I think just I'll just use Cheers and The Office, right? Those are like two like textbook examples, like The Office, especially because like virtually everybody on that show dated somebody else on that show. I would not be surprised to see Rebecca dating somebody in The Office. So who would that be? Would that be Coach Beard? Would that be Nate? Would that be a player like Sam? Or would it be Ted, right? And I mentioned Ted last because... Obviously, we know that he's single, and we had a little tie-in in this episode where he's visited by, by well, not he's visit he visits Rebecca's office, and and Sassy's in there, and Rebecca and Sassy have a moment about Ted in, in the bedroom and everything. So there was a, kind of that little conversation. So a little carrot has been dangled in some capacity. Could a Ted and Rebecca relationship work? Yeah, it could. Now, like the react, like the realistic implications of that, you know, allow me the uh, make me a little hesitant and a little suspect on that. But eh, it could work. But personally, I'd rather they didn't date. But I think that's just a, a prediction that I've got, and we'll find out. I mean, at this point, 
we're several more episodes into it. I, I don't know. And for all I know, you know, she may end up with Roy Kent. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to find out. But those are a few of my predictions. Uh, Dubai air out and banter in and Rebecca finds love through through that app. So that's what I've got. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I did I did love that Jamie uh, Jamie Tart's uh, chant, like the, the, the fans sing for him is done in the way of Baby Shark, which I think is freaking great. And one of the one of the great moments of the episode is in the post-match press conference where you find out the team lost is Trent Krim got Sam to admit that he is accusing the Nigerian government of corruption, which I thought was which was pretty cool. So this this episode was just a great moment overall for Sam. He he was really great on that. Um, ooh, what else did I learn? Jamie, um, Jamie, Jason, Jason Sudeikis is left-footed. Now I always knew he was left-handed, but I wasn't ever sure if, if, um, if he was left-footed, but he is. Mm, a lead tasso quote of the week. I hope y'all drink a lot of water today. Cause when you're done, you're going to be, you're going to look like one of them trees from a Tim Burton movie, any Tim Burton movie, even Dumbo, which I thought was great, but the best quote. Now, the, the the ultimate quote of the episode actually came from the little girl, Nora. So even though I, I wasn't a biggest fan of that trope, she had a great moment where she said sometimes where she said, sometimes you have to do the right thing, even if you lose, which I liked. But I'm going to wrap this up. I got to I got to keep I got to churn and burn people got to get got to get through these recaps. I get all caught up. So that's all I've got for you. So. But rest assured, by the time next Friday, and by when I say next Friday, I mean, I really shouldn't be saying the dates for a podcast, but screw it. But by the time the the 17th rolls around, I will be completely caught up. And then so episode nine will be on the 20th, and then episode 10 will be on the 27th of September. So bear with me. I do apologize for for falling behind, but now you're just getting an ass ton of Ted Lasso recaps seemingly daily. So we'll see how that goes. But as always, please let me know what you think of these recaps, other than the fact that they're maybe not the most timely, but hey, I'm I'm, going to get better. I'm going to get better. But no, if you have any thoughts, any comments, any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can always find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, I think that's about it. I mean, I'm on this horror platform. It's called Slasher. And I also... I'm on Stream Lounge, which you can watch movies and television alongside me while I'm watching it. I usually post something on on Twitter about those. But yeah, those are all the places you can find me. Or or if you're like John, you can just call me because that's what he does. Ladies and gentlemen, you hear John Rowe and I talk all the time. Guess what? We talk almost as much on the phone as we do in these podcasts. Uh, we're, we're, we're kind of like a, a couple, couple uh, teenage girls. Anyway enough talking. I'll see y'all next time on another episode of Stanford Cinema.